0: Uh, thankful for the songs tonight. They've all kind of really fit well with our theme for tonight. Uh, We're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And verse number 12. We come to our, our last word of this verse. Look, as we've been looking at the, this verse in detail the last six months, uh, so let's read together uh, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, and it says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for all those who have been involved in the service so far. Uh, Thank you for all the kids who have sung, uh, all the teens who have been involved in various aspects, Lord. I pray you would bless them as they serve you, Lord. I pray you would help us tonight as we look into your word. Uh, Tonight, as we finish up this series on uh, being an example, Lord, I pray you would help us to understand uh, your will for us, Lord, tonight in the matter of purity. Uh, Lord, I pray you would help us tonight uh, as we examine your word and what you say about this matter. Lord, pray you guide me, help me, uh, and speak through me, Lord. pray for your help in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tonight, let's look at uh, James chapter 1 as we uh, begin looking into this matter of purity. And you might wonder, what does James chapter 1, verse number 8, have to do with purity? James chapter 1, and verse number 8, it reads, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and later on in the book we see in James chapter four and verse eight, uh, we read, "Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your, purify your hearts, ye double-minded." Uh, we see uh, this uh, connection between being pure uh, and having a mind that is single, not a double mind. Uh, I heard of the story of a farmer who went uh, to a farmer's market each week uh, to sell, uh, among other things, he had cottage cheese and apple butter. Uh, and he went, uh, and went to the market to sell these things that he had made on his farm. Uh, and he would carry the, the two things that he was selling in large tubs. And he had a ladle that uh, for each one of them that he would scoop out the product and then put it into containers for the customers. Uh, one day he found himself, he got to the market and he looked and he had forgotten one of the ladles at, the, at his house, at, at the farm. And so uh, he felt he had no choice but to use just the one ladle uh, to serve both products. And before long he couldn't tell between each uh, bowl uh, which one was which. He had s- mixed it so much by using the ladle on both uh, containers. And that's the way it is when we try to share uh, the good news uh, of Christ, uh, when we have hearts and minds and tongues that uh, we're reading books and watching shows that God would not want us yes. to see. Uh, it's, it's, not the, it's the way that uh, it is when we approve things that God would not approve. Uh, it's the way it is when we allow ourselves to live in a way uh, that is contrary to God's word. Uh, we uh, cause confusion in our life. Uh, we look at the two pots of the things that we're, we have in our lives, and they're all mixed, and th- the confusion is brought because of impurity. Uh, impurities or things that don't belong cause there to be confusion, and that word confusion, uh, it's it's a compound word of uh, there's a prefix and a su- uh, in the root we have con meaning with. It's the word you see conscience with knowledge. Uh, confusion is con and with and then fusion uh, like uh, nuclear fusion it's the combination of elements uh, and so con and with is uh, c- combining with uh, it, pro- it causes confusion it combines it with something that should not belong and so when we live in pure life uh, we combine with the pure things in our life that which does not belong Amen. Uh, dou- a double-minded man uh, is divided, it's, it's mixed between interests. It's, uh, it's uh, such as between God and the world. You're, you're divided and you've mixed God and the world. And so we see uh, in First Corinthians chapter 14, uh, we see in verse 33, it says, For God is not the author of confusion, yeah. but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So if then God is not the author of confusion... Uh, I'd be safe to assume that Satan was the author of confusion. And then, if Satan is the author of confusion, I would say that impurity is his pen of choice. Uh, Impurity is Satan's pen of choice to bring confusion. Uh, When a Christian lives a life that is not pure, it brings confusion to the world. Uh, When someone looks at us and says, well, they say one thing, uh, but their life says another, it brings confusion. So God's solution, I believe then, is to a confused life is purity. Tonight, is your life full of confusion? Is your life, uh, you're living your life and it, it's confusing to you. Others look at you and say, what's going on in your life? Uh, what, why are you so mixed up in things? Uh, how are you keeping uh, your heart and mind pure? Is your life full of confusion? And so tonight, I want to look at How God says we should live a pure life. Uh, Firstly, let's look at Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verse 9, and we read there. It says, "says Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word." Uh, We see one of the things that we can do to cleanse our life or to make our life pure is by taking heed to the Word of God, or being attentive to God's Word. Taking heed to God's Word, being attentive to God's Word. Uh, If we want to help purify our minds, God gives us a list uh, of things of what we should think about. Uh, God has given something in in His Word uh, to guide and direct our our thoughts. Uh, In Philippians chapter 4, we see uh, Paul writes, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of, a good, are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Uh, I remember in high school, my uh, teacher would, every morning uh, for a couple weeks, uh, they would share this verse with us, and they would go through each part of it, and they made a point that uh, when Paul wrote this and God inspired Paul to write this, uh, he didn't just say, "Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely," uh, he made us—he wrote it out so that we would stop and think. Uh, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, we would—it would consume our mind a little bit more. Uh, God wants us to think about these things to. Uh, fill our mind with things that are lovely, pure, of good reports, yeah. uh, things that are virtuous of, of praise. Uh, God wants us to fill our minds with that so that there is not room for things that are impure. Um, and then if we want to help purify not only our mind but our hearts, we see in, in Psalm 51. We see David in his prayer of uh, confession and repentance. Uh, he, he writes in Psalm 51 verse 10. He says, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me." Uh, if we want to help purify our hearts, uh, we can ask God to help us. Uh, David is asking God to create in him a clean heart. Uh, we can ask God to clean our heart of sin and all that does not please Him. Uh, we can ask Him to do that. Uh, and then, as a, if you're if you're a Christian, you can do that. But as an unbeliever, before you Uh, Could take that step. Uh, You have to understand that God is the only one that can clean your heart. No matter how much work that you do, how much uh, good living that you live, uh, your your all your work is not enough to clean your heart. Uh, Your heart uh, is deceitfully wicked. It's it's uh, it's 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 so uh, to God your righteousness are so filthy before Him. Uh, There's no way that you can clean your heart by yourself. It has to be through His Son. And so uh, we see to, to clean your heart, uh, it begins by asking God uh, to cleanse it, but then it continues uh, through uh, his spirit. It says in Psalm 51, and renew a right spirit within me. Uh, we have to ask uh, God to renew our spirit. He renews our spirit at salvation, and also uh, when we uh, get right with him, uh, it says in Ezekiel chapter 36, a new heart. Also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. We see tonight, do you have a a stony heart? Do you have a heart that's been so hardened by uh, the sin that you uh, so love, Uh, the sin that you have let pass, uh, you've given exemption to? Uh, God wants you uh, to ask him to not only clean uh, your heart, but to ask Him to renew your heart, to give you a new heart. Amen. And then, secondly, we see uh, to uh, purify our lives, uh, we need to obey the truth through the Spirit. Uh, we see in First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-two: Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently we need to abide by God's truth. Uh, It begins by obeying the truth. It's as simple as that. Uh, To uh, live a pure life, it begins by obeying the truth. Uh, We see in James chapter four, uh, in verse seven, the verse right before uh, the first verses of tonight, uh, it says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the the devil and he will flee from you. We see submitting ourselves to God and obeying his word will help us. We, we struggle so much uh, with purity because we do not submit ourselves to what God would want for us. Uh, we, we read his word. Uh, there's many people who read God's word uh, in and out, front to back. They, they know it very well, uh, but they do not uh, submit to it. They do not apply it in their lives. And that is uh, the root in their life of impurity. They, they are not allowing it to change them. Uh, I could know the process of how to clean something up, but if I don't take the steps to actually go clean something up, it's still going to be dirty. Uh, I remember uh, just last uh, couple weeks ago I, I went and got a car wash and uh, my wife had been asking me for months now since winter started to wash the car. And I went uh, before we went and drove down to the, the, drove the kids down the camp and uh, I went to the car wash and I'm I don't really like the drive-through ones that does it all for you. I like getting in there with the, the hose and getting every little area. And I could, I could drive by those car washes every day and say, yeah, I know how to operate one of those. But if I never pull in and put some money in and, and do the cleaning uh, and obey uh, the, the process and follow the process, uh, it will ne- my car will never be clean. And so we struggle so much with purity because we do not submit uh, to what God wants for us. We see in James chapter one verse twenty-two, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And James one twenty-five, but whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Uh, in that passage there, it speaks about one who goes to a mirror and looks at himself. And turns around and walks away and doesn't make any changes to his appearance. He, he sees that his hair is disheveled. He looks like he just got out of bed. And he sees that uh, his beard is scruffy, but he doesn't do anything. Uh, he hasn't changed uh, what, he's, what has been revealed to him through the mirror. And God's word is a, is a mirror to us to reveal uh, what we ought to change in our lives. Um, we ought to see what God word, God's word has to say to us for what we ought to change. And then take a step and submit to it and, and obey it. Uh, we must not only read the Bible, but obey it, uh, obey it and apply it in our life. Uh, I, My wife and I, uh, we go to a store I know many of men probably have gone to, uh, begrudgingly, uh, every few months, uh, Bath and Body Works. Uh, all, my wife will take me uh, to Bath and Body Works and I'll drive her there and we'll go there and we go there about every uh, it's biannually, maybe every quarter, they, whenever they have a big sale going on. And we'll go in there and she'll get a, a basket. And I'm like, why do you need a basket? A soap lasts about a month. <laughs> like, and so she grabs a basket, or they give you a bag there, and uh, she goes and she picks all different types of soap. And we, we check out, and she probably has eight different types of soap. And I could have all that, sh- that soap on my shelf and I could, I could have it there. I say, here's my collection of soap, but if I never take one out of the closet and put it on the, the bathroom counter and then use it when I wash my hands, uh, my hands will not be clean. It doesn't matter how much soap I have. Uh, as long as uh, if I'm not using it, uh, my hands won't be clean. It makes no difference if you own soap if uh, you don't use it. And so even so, if you own a Bible, if you read it, uh, but you don't apply it to your life, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't affect your life. It doesn't uh, help you to be purified. We see uh, that was firstly by obeying the truth, but then also through the Spirit. We saw in uh, James 4, 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, uh, to God. And then also, no, in 1 Peter 1, 22, excuse me. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth, through the Spirit, it says. Uh, through the Spirit, uh, oftentimes we try to uh, clean up our lives and try to follow God's word, uh, but by our own strength, by our own power, God, uh, God encourages us to live our Christian life uh, through His Spirit, as we see in Zechariah chapter four and verse number six. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, "This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might." Nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We see God wants us uh, to follow his word, but it has to be through his spirit. I remember uh, when I was on summer Jewish ministries in New York City, I believe it was my first summer there. uh, I received a book in the mail from my uh, director for the program, uh, and it was uh, based on this verse uh, Not by power, Uh, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. And God convicted me and and showed me uh, that during that summer I was doing all all that I could. I was doing my best work. I was trying to do everything perfectly, trying to to lead this group. uh, But I was neglecting uh, his, asking for his power and neglecting uh, seeking his help as I went to go reach the Jewish people. And this book uh, centered around this verse Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. God wants us to uh, go forward, following His word through His spirit. And then, lastly, tonight we see number three: uh, we need to agree with God. We need to confess our sin. We see uh, to be purified in our life, uh, we need to agree with God. In First John chapter one uh, and verse nine, we see if we confess our sins, He is faithful. And just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's a wonderful promise that we have that no matter what you've done, uh, no matter how bad it is, how, uh, how bad of a mistake you've made, God is uh, faithful and he's also just. He also has the authority to, to cleanse us, uh, to forgive us from our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we see in the beginning of that verse if we confess that is the uh, conditional statement if we confess what does that word confess mean does it simply mean just saying god this is what i did or does it mean uh, agreeing with god if we confess if we say god your word says this and i believe it and i agree with you and what i was doing was wrong And, and when we agree with god when we confess our sins, we are saying that those actions are wrong uh, according to his word. Now, what things are you allowing in your life that are causing your heart to be impure? What kind of things are you doing that uh, is, is bringing uh, confusion into your life because you have impurity? Uh, what places are you going in your life that are, are spotting your purity? Uh, I heard of a story of a, a young lady who is she was trying to defend uh, her attendance at a, a questionable place of amusement. Uh, she told her friend that she thought that a Christian could just go anywhere that they wanted. And her friend replied, "Well, certainly you can, uh, but I'm, I'm reminded of a little incident uh, that uh, we had last summer where uh, a party of my friends and I, we went to go explore a mine. And they uh, went and they had this miner, coal miner, who uh, would lead them through the mine and one of uh, my friends had this white dress on, and she, s- she protested and said, and their friends were st- telling her, you should not go into this mi- mine with a white dress on. Uh, you'll, you're, it's going to get dirty. You're gonna, uh, it's going to be useless after. Uh, she said, I can go in there if I want with a white dress. And uh, so this, this lady wearing the white dress, she asked the coal miner what he thought, and uh, he said to her, uh, yes, ma'am, you, you can wear a white dress into the mind. Uh, you can wear it in. There's nothing keeping you from wearing it into uh, the mind, but there will be considerable keeping you uh, from wearing a white dress out. And so there, there's nothing that prevents us from going and doing whatever uh, we want. We can. Uh, God is willing to forgive anything, uh, but not everything is going to be helpful to you. Not everything you watch, not everything you read. Uh, not everything that you enjoy listening to is going to be helpful to you. Right. Uh, th- these these things in our lives that uh, we enjoy, is it bringing uh, God glory, is it agreeing with God's word uh, or is it causing your life to be uh, starting to be filled with impurity? Uh, we see in in first Corinthians and chapter ten, let's let's open there. First Corinthians chapter ten and verse twenty three. It says, "All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not." We see Paul explaining to uh, the church in Corinth that, yeah, you can do, uh, you could do anything. You could you could eat meat. You could uh, eat meat. Offer the idols, uh, but not all things are going to edify or build you up. Not all things are going to help you in your walk with Christ. Uh, you might be able to watch a show that uh, has a few cuss words. You might uh, be able to listen to some music that's not exactly honoring to God, uh, but that's not going to help you uh, to live the life that God wants you to live. And so not everything we can do, we can do will be helpful uh, to our walk with God. We have to have God's wisdom uh, and his dis- uh, discernment uh, to be able to f- discern between pure things and impure, and so as we close tonight, is your life full of confusion? is it with uh, is it with mixture is it is it being mixed with something uh, that it ought not to be mixed with? And we see from God's word tonight that there we have three different ways to uh, to be able to purify our life by uh, atten- being attentive to God's word by be- abiding to God's truth, and last by uh, agreeing with God about our sin. And so, is, is your life full of confusion? Let's let's stand tonight uh, as we take a time of invitation. Uh, how are you keeping your heart and your mind pure? Are you obeying God's word? Are you submitting to uh, the word of God, or are you uh, not following the word of God? Are you looking at the mirror? Uh, God's word and just going your way. Uh, God's solution to a confused life is purity. Okay. Let's let's take a moment in prayer and uh, let's work with what God uh, has placed on our hearts. In a word prayer. Pastor, could you close our service in prayer?
1: Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have Amen. to set an example. Amen. Lord, I pray Amen. that we would be set an example in purity. Amen. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would realize the importance of, yes, Lord. Lord, being holy as you are holy. Yes, Lord. Lord, help us not to get casual, Lord, about sin. Oh, Lord, God, yes. help us to pay attention to your word, Lord, Amen. to obey it. Lord, I pray you bless us this evening, Lord, as we're dismissed, Lord, I pray you bless every person, Lord, yes, every sir. decision made here today, Lord, I pray for Brother Densmore, Lord, I pray you bless you and his, mm-hmm. your wife and the family, Lord, as they are uh, uh, trusting you, Lord, to bring them back, yes, to Belize, to minister, Lord, I pray you bless them, Amen. meet the need, Lord, I pray you bless them tonight Thank as you. he travels back to Caliper, give them safety on the road, yes, to be with him in his meeting. Lord I pray this evening as well Lord as we close uh, Lord for Brother Campbell, Lord I thank you for him Lord I pray you bless he and his dear wife Lord I pray that you would be with them in the new church plant and the building uh, project that they have and so many other opportunities of ministry Lord I pray you be with their health uh, strengthen them uh, give them protection and blessing and travel Lord would you dismiss us tonight and you, with your grace Lord may you be glorified in our conversations this evening lord may we honor you in everything we do as we yes, leave this place lord may we take the gospel well the message the world still needs to hear amen lord, may we take it with us wherever we go bless us now in your precious name we pray amen amen, amen.
0: amen. you are dismissed